had so much fun, whether I was participating it, being a cheerleader, being a spectator, a pizza runner, that was so much fun. Like just seeing um, the crowd come together and seeing professors, seeing students, kind of joining together and seeing, uh, I know many, many faculty were kind of out of their comfort zone and realm and getting to see them and a different side of them. And I think it was a big bonding experience for Shenango. And I, I really enjoyed that. That was probably one of my, at least one of my top five favorite things. Alrighty then. Welcome everyone back to another round of PTP, your super terrific Shenango podcast. Uh, we have a few announcements to go through today and we will continue our graduation theme with a super special guest in that same spirit. So uh, first I want to just make the quick announcement of the uh, essentially the commencement ceremony that will take place Saturday, December 19th at 2 p.m. Uh, we'll honor all of our fall 2020 get graduates at that time. The virtual ceremony will include formal remarks, uh, degree conferral, and induction into the Penn State Alumni Association. And that ceremony, you can check that out at the fall2020.commencement.psu.edu. So big congratulations to the class of 2020 on this amazing accomplishment of being a college graduate. Actually, I don't know. Can I say who the commencement speaker is? is that I don't know, know, but when you said 2020, I thought of Barbara Walters when she was like, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, do you have any announcements? No, Travis is just making me laugh with all of his little emojis that he has on his head. So. He has uh, something just like that that he wears in the wintertime. <laughs> so with no additional announcements, can we move forward with our guest? Yeah, okay. our very special guest. Yeah. So again, in the same spirit of graduation, um, we've had a few guests now that are soon to graduate on December 19th. And now we are bringing in <laughs> uh, another Penn State grad into the house. The, this, this individual is a 2017 Occupational Therapy Assistant graduate a 2018 LAS graduate, and she is currently an occupational therapy doctoral student at the Slippery Rock University. Woop woop. SRU. She has won many <laughs> Shenango awards, um, probably too many to name. Uh, I know the one that comes off the top of my head right now is the Walker Award, but, but there's plenty, too many accolades to name for this individual. One of our favorites. So today we welcome in the superb Kate Erdesky. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. Welcome back, Kate. <laughs> How's everyone doing? We're here. We Good. miss you. I really do miss Penn State Shenango. Um, it, it, do you want me to state my story here? We'll get to that. Because the first question I want to ask you, Kate, is super random. And I'm going to try to say this in the most diplomatic way possible. <laughs> Would you eat a deceased of natural causes, of course, make sure we're being respectful, a whole uncooked goat, hooves and all, 
if it meant that all of your favorite teams, Giants, Braves, Tar Heels, et cetera, uh, all win their respective championships in the same calendar year. Wow. <laughs> Is there a time frame to eat this goat? <laughs> Um, no, I think that the only constraint is that it's uncooked and you have to oh, eat the whole thing. Uh, I would probably do it, yes. <laughs> All of my teams, yes, as long as I had bragging rights for like eternity. Yeah. See, I figured this would be a good question for you because I know you're a huge sports fan. I was like, what? what's gross enough that uh, I what would want to would do but, it. <laughs> But I would. I feel like if I just said one of your teams won, that wouldn't be enough. But if all of your teams won, that feels like a fair compromise. Oh yeah, As it, bragging rights for eternity, though. For like, yeah, all, yeah. I think that's fair. fair. Okay, cool. All right. So my next question is, um, how did you end up at Penn State Shenango? So that's a good question. My father actually worked for Penn State Shenango. He's a former retired uh, maintenance worker. My aunt worked at Penn State Shenango as well. She's retired. So Penn State has been in my blood. And I grew up going to Shenango. And when the time came for me to make my traditional college choice, I wanted to go away to main campus. And that didn't work out my first year. So I ended up back at Penn State Shenango. And I had a really great experience there. And through other endeavors, I took some time off of college and I worked in Maryland. And when it was time for me to finish my degree, I came back to Shenango and I was um, focused on like the rehab setting. And I talked with um, Amy and uh, they told me about the occupational therapy assistant program. And I researched it. And without a doubt, I knew that there were other programs in the area, but Penn Station Ango was the one I wanted to go to. That's awesome. So Kate, since you graduated though, what have you been up to since? Because we know that you're very busy right now. So tell our listeners what you've been up to since graduating from Chenango. So since graduating, I decided that I wanted to go right into a doctorate program. I loved occupational therapy. I got to see it on multiple levels in my field work. And down the road, I was thinking, what I want to stay in this career, but 30, 40 years from now, am I going to be able to be a clinician? So I thought the doctorate route, so maybe I could go into the profession of teaching or a college professor. So I enrolled right away. And if it worked out, I got in, I got in. If I didn't, I would continue to work as a CODA, a licensed occupational therapy assistant. And it just so happened that Slippery Rock had a brand new program that I got into. And since then, I've, that was three years ago, it's gone so fast. Um, I joined that cohort. We will be the first graduating class of the occupational therapy doctorate program at the Slippery Rock University. And <laughs> um, joining that cohort, I was a uh, president of the SODA. It's a student organization, which is something I carried over from when I was at Penn State Shenango, part of the OTA program. I wanted to bring some of the things that I had done there to this program. And I've since passed the torch on to the younger classes and they've expanded it. The program is wonderful. I am currently on my first uh, level to field work experience. I'm at an inpatient rehab in Encompass Health, 
working on the spinal cord unit, which is an area I found out at Penn State Shenango while I was an uh, OTA student that I really love. And uh, I'll finish that up next week before heading out on our second level twos. Things have been a little different. We, in March, um, were supposed to finish up with in-person um, competencies, but because of the lockdown, things were changed. So we've had to learn to adapt like everyone else, but everything in the long run has worked out so far, knock on wood. And I look forward to more experiences throughout this program. And we graduate, the attended graduation date is in July, I believe. Oh, wow. So you went from like graduating from an, with an OTA degree into like this doctorate program that in July you'll now graduate and be a doctor of occupational therapy. Exactly. That is so exciting, Kate. Like that's such an achievement. I'm so like, without sounding condescending, I'm very proud of you. Like, I just think you have worked so hard and you, that's just, it's incredible. Like there's no words. I'm just, we're just so proud of you and what you're, what you've been able to achieve. So. Thanks. It's definitely come a long way. I know that there are many times coming in the offices frustrated with classwork and trying to manage it all and you guys all pulling me through. So I really appreciate your help too. Absolutely. I think anyone who knows Kate probably isn't surprised that she's no. going to graduate from a doctoral program. No. Um, but yes, uh, ditto for sure. Very hardworking and you're always so positive and you try to encourage and help others too. So that just like speaks volumes for your character and your, you know, how, how hard you work at things. So kudos. Kudos. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, you know, any freshman or sophomore listeners probably um, you know, they have a very different experience than you did here, and um, they wouldn't know kind of all the things that you were involved with while you were here at Penn State Shenango. And to kind of summarize, Kate was involved in everything. So <laughs> having said that, though, if you had to choose, and, and I, I'm not going to put a limit on it, I keep putting a limit on it, and nobody can ever really give me an answer. If you had to choose maybe a couple or a few of your favorite Shenango memories, what would they be? Well, definitely um, being a lion leader, coming in early, pumping up the new freshmen. That was fun. Going to Penn State Barron for the leadership conference and uh, finding out that kind of pushed me outside of my limits, too. And then, Andy, you and I did the um, the fitness challenge and mm -hmm. trying to get freshmen in this and the staff and the faculty hyped about fitness was uh, <laughs> Quite an endeavor. And I, it, I was really proud of that. Um, and just being able to every day kind of come in. I, I loved my time at Penn State Shenango. So seeing everyone's faces, um, a familiar atmosphere, everyone um, I got to know really well. And they even pushed me sometimes outside of my comfort level, being the club president, um, trying to accommodate uh, 17 different personalities really helped build uh, my character, and I am really grateful for all of those experiences. What would you say to some students? Because I know like with the pandemic and with, you know, COVID going on, I'm not, I don't really work that closely with the clubs and organizations, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that they're probably not, not as busy this past, this past <laughs> semester 
So what would you say to students who maybe are looking forward to getting involved in something or even maybe creating something from start because it might have to feel like they are creating something from start with the clubs and organizations. What would you say to students like to, to get involved in that and, you know, the positive things that come with, with being involved in those different um, clubs on campus? The biggest advice I could give is seek out someone who's done it before as well. It can seem overwhelming and daunting at first because you have other, as when you're taking on the initiation, whether it's a starting a club or as president you also have your responsibilities as a student, as a person, self-care. So don't lose those, but seek out people who've done it before and get their advice. And don't be afraid to, um, I, I had to humble myself a little bit when I started the club at SRU because I had come with experience and this was at a completely different level. So taking a few steps back and making sure that you're doing what's in the best interest of the club it's not necessarily what is in the best interest for you. And again, um, having fun with it, um, knowing that you probably will make a few mistakes along the way, and that's okay. I dropped the ball a couple times, but I learned from those mistakes and it just helped me grow into a more mature, like complete person. And like I said, just have fun with it and do things that, uh, you enjoy doing. Um, like I had fun with this. I tried to incorporate a lot of fun activities, but there were serious moments. And like I said, it's a learning process. Life is all a learning process. And that's what I had to remind myself when things weren't always going the way I thought they should be. Wise words. <laughs> all right. So, Kate, what was, what would you price, what would you say out of all your experiences at Penn Station Angle was the one you enjoyed the most or was the most memorable? I have to think about this one for a second, Dave. I throw out the hardballs. That's, that's my job. <laughs> I, I... Most memorable moment. I think it probably was the um, basketball games, the student faculty basketball games. I had so much fun, whether I was participating in it, being a cheerleader, being a spectator, a pizza runner, that was so much fun. Like just seeing um, the crowd come together and seeing professors, seeing students kind of joining together and seeing, uh, I know many, many faculty were kind of out of their comfort zone and realm and getting to see them and a different side of them. And I think it was a big bonding experience for Shenango. And I, I really enjoyed that. That was probably one of my, at least one of my top five favorite things. That's funny. Cause I asked this question all the time, probably 25 plus weeks now. And that year, that first year we did it is probably my favorite memory because I think about that night and how many faculty, staff, and students showed up was way more than I think we would have expected. We had 20 plus, I think we had 24 students play. Um, and then just the memories from that game, you know, Willis, you know, making jokes at the end of the bench the whole time, you know, Sean diving on the ground, throwing elbows, uh, me tripping over Jamie Anderson and, and, you know, rolling on the ground, Lucas hitting Ariane in the face with the basketball, you stealing the ball from your hand. <laughs> I did. I know. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was going to bring that up. I'm like, yeah, no. And I'm like, no, I'm going to bring it up because it has you to have be. have to bring it up. It, was, yeah. it happened. Really afterwards, she's like, why did you have to embarrass me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
Because I love you, Aunt Liz, <laughs> but I am competitive. I get it from my dad. Yes. And then we all went and did stuff afterwards. So it was like such like a, a, a huge like family type event. And, and there were so many funny things that happened that we kind of all hung out afterwards. It was just a really cool, cool day. So I'm glad you brought that up. I don't, I don't have any more questions for her specifically. I have, I have actual questions for the group if we want to dive in. So we'll get Kate off the hot seat yes. and put her onto a larger hot seat, as I like to say. So let's move on to Melissa's miscellaneous musings. To blame time. The old Parisian cafe. Yes, first question. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with this question. Would you rather, because I'm tired of the loopholes that are going to happen, and I don't know if I can phrase it in a way that there's no loopholes, but I'll give it a shot. Would you rather lose your wallet once a year and all of its contents and have to replace it, or would you rather lose your phone once a year and all of its contents and have to replace it? And this is not, well, I'll stop carrying a wallet and put my driver's license and credit cards in something else. No, all of these items are going in your wallet. Hmm. So with that in mind, David Jackson, Kate, our first response. Please, ma'am, if you will. So wallet versus cell phone, correct? Wallet versus cell phone. Once a year, you have to replace it. You know what? I went through the process of having to replace my license and my debit card a couple times. So I'm going to go cell phone. Nice. <laughs> so basically, if you get a text message, you're just being like, who this? <laughs> that is it. The story of my life anyway. Nice. I like it. Very good. Very good. I'm going with my BFF, Sir David Jackson, next. <laughs> so... Um... Since I can't loophole it, uh, I, I, I would have to go with, I, I wouldn't mind losing my, well, other than the fact of paying for a new phone, I wouldn't mind losing my phone once a year and losing the contacts. Uh, I feel like I, the people that I talk to on a daily basis, like they're going to text me anyway, so I don't have to worry about the whole, you know, who is this thing. Plus, uh, you know, your wallet is too valuable. I mean, if you lose your wallet, you got to get your license and your credit cards and your debit cards you know, insurance cards, if you have it, it's, it's just too much of a hassle. If I just get a new phone, pick it up at the at the Verizon store and just keep it going. Okay, so new phone for you as well. Got it, got it. Bruce, you're next on my screen. What's up with you, buddy? Yeah, I, I have a loophole here. Kind I of. was waiting for somebody. I'm like, come on, no loopholes? So I'd rather lose my phone because I have it back up to the cloud every day, so... If I lose it, I just get a new phone, and then as soon as I log back into it, it restores everything back to it. So everyone's gonna go with that answer now. This wasn't a hard question. And Andy and Travis, do you have the same answer? Then I guess. Yeah, no, I was gonna. I get a phone about every year anyway, so literally gonna say the same thing. Like a house and a car. Yeah, I was gonna make fun. Yeah, of them. Like, you oh, buy phones as fast as you buy houses and cars. Yeah. Okay. Wow. wow. Okay. See how this is. <laughs> like I buy a new house every single year on top of my other homes that I already have. So wow. I gotta match my uh Jeep to my new phone. So <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something. I'm trying to 
trying to think of a deep joke. Okay. Wow. Okay, so wow, that was a question fail on my part. Wow, moving no, on. It was, it was good. I just think it was. It wasn't good. Don't don't no, call no, it good when it wasn't no, good. Because I think for me, like I feel like like David said it, like you'd have to buy a new phone. So I feel like maybe financially, yeah, it would be more annoying to buy a new phone every year. But I feel like it would be more annoying to replace your license, your credit card, your insurance cards. It's kind of like. What do you what do you want to do? Like yeah, plus plus that can get so much worse because if somebody gets your license, they they can steal your identity. They can um, like run up you know run up a tab on all of your cards. So there might not be the like financial per se impact of losing the phone, but you have that you know they could definitely ruin your day. It'd be annoying either way. Good question. I like Good question. that question. Question. No. It's okay. It's okay, I can take it. Moving <laughs> Okay, since graduation is among us, I wanted to take this time to go back to our undergraduate selves and talk about maybe what was your favorite college. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you answer a couple of different ways. Give me your favorite college class or subject and your least favorite college class or subject because I don't want you to have to call out you didn't like it because it was a professor or whatever, but maybe, maybe the subject matter. Uh, but I want your favorite and your least favorite. And bonus, if you can give me your favorite and you weren't expecting it to be your favorite, but it somehow ended up being your favorite. That's a bonus. I'm keeping track of all the points of who wins these. So. Are we okay, you can go first, my friend. Um. I have to say, no, I, I loved everyone there. My least favorite had to be any math classes. <laughs> I just, it just wasn't, I loved math in high school, but it just wasn't my thing in college. And my favorite class probably was uh, <laughs> my fifth dis occupational therapy. Shout out Geraldine Wallace. Um, <laughs> I loved a few classes, but I think physical dysfunction that was where occupational therapy first started to make sense for me and I was like oh okay this is why I am in this major so definitely that class that's awesome I love to hear that uh Bruce Rayner you're a Shenango grad what about you sir um, <laughs> well probably be one of my favorites would probably be like uh IST two, two fifty, yeah, which was like web coding, like making web pages and stuff like that. I enjoy like the programming aspect mm -hmm. of that, and I got to learn a lot of things through the the IC program, so I did mm -hmm. enjoy that a lot. Um, it's kind of a roundabout way, but my most disliked subject is math. Mm, wow, and. Uh, the, the, the thing that happened to me was is when I took my business degree through Penn Station Ago, um, they did not require a calculus degree or a calculus class. So I'm like, haha, well, I win because I don't have to take calculus. And then I went on to do a master's degree in IST and found out that one of my classes required calculus. Oh, wow. And so I kind of had like a an area where I had no idea what was going on, 
but yet there was no like prerequisite way to learn how to do calculus. So I had to essentially learn calculus myself for my master's degree, which was not so exciting. That's hard too when you're out of high school for such a long time and then you have to redo all of this math. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's challenging to do that. Isn't like I was Googling stuff and it's like, what does the sideways E mean or upside down A? I'm like, Mm. I don't even know what these things even mean to like search for them. I had a similar situation when I was in my master's program that I had to take a, I had to take another math. I didn't have enough maths as an, as an undergrad. And I ended up taking statistics and I loved it. it I mean, he literally taught us how to gamble. Basically. I'm not a gambling person, but I'm like, <laughs> I felt confident after that, that I could, but it was one of those things where I was like, Oh no, I had to take another math. And so, yeah, I feel like mine turned out way easier than yours. Cause I calculus is such a challenging subject. If you're not, if you're not familiar with it or not you, you mm-hmm. feel like you're not good at math so. yep yeah that would have been hard I'm going to uh the person on the bottom left of my screen his name is Travis How about you, sir? um I'd say I'd probably say the best was intro to criminal justice and the worst was procedural law really yeah what was it about procedural law that you didn't like uh the procedures <laughs> The and the law. Or was it the law? Yeah, no, wow. just uh, yeah, it's just a lot. And then when you first go to court, they expect you to know it, like by heart. It. Yeah. Wow. And when you don't, you ask stupid questions, and then people look at you like, "Why don't you know this?" Gotcha. It's like I would imagine there's it's like an on, it's like on so the job much, training. So many laws too. Yeah, well, it's like on the job training, but you can't really get it on the job that makes sense you just kind of have to do it wow and once you do it a couple hundred times you you get the hang of it okay so yeah okay so yours your favorite and least favorite are all kind of like tied up into your major yeah interesting i'm asking that for a reason there's a reason behind that 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 question i'm gonna go with david jackson next um my, I, honestly, I don't even really remember too much of my classes. It's been so long ago, but like a general disdain of mine, kind of like hate was like any math class that I took in college was just, it just wasn't for me. Uh, like algebra, I hated statistics. I absolutely hated. Um, I, I just, any of the math I couldn't do. Um, and then as far as my classes go, probably like it's not necessarily a class, but my internship was, was, you know, was awesome. I did mine with, um, you know, the Penn state event, um, and marketing. So I got to work with a number of different departments. So, um, you know, I got to work the PIA championships. Um, I got to do the, like the media guides for the different sports with sports information. Um, and I got to do some things with like Penn state baseball, which was like, was, which was so fun. I had, I enjoyed it like every day of my internship. Um, so that was probably like my favorite, favorite class in college. Cool. like that. Andrew, what about you? Good, sir. Uh, I've been, I've been asked this question a lot and I, uh, I loved all of my graduate courses. So I, I'm going to kind of sh- shy away from that real quick. Um, my, my least favorite class that I ever took. And um, what I'll say is my undergraduate institution, shout out to SVC, managed to get a lot of brilliant um, instructors. So, 
And he taught intro to philosophy. So he had a really good handle on it. And um, he expected a similar grasp of philosophical concepts as he had. So pretty much everyone in my class struggled to get C's. Mm. And he had these conversations with us about, you know, what he was trying to teach us and blah, blah, blah. We would just sit here like, yeah, bro, like we don't, we're not getting it. Like we're not understanding what you're saying. And, and uh, you know, it, philosophy is one of those things where it doesn't feel like there's a right answer, but he was looking for a very specific answer that no one mm-hmm. could give. My favorite class they ever took at St. Vincent was, and this wouldn't sound like a class that anybody would want to take, but it was always full was a class called Catholic sexual ethics. Mm-hmm. Again, a super awkward class, but the reason I really took it is because the instructor, Father Athanugo was like this brilliant man. He had traveled all around the world Um, He had, you know, and he didn't flaunt like the people that he knew, but like he knew like a lot of people. He had a lot of interactions with with famous people in his travels. And um, he always had a really good story to tell. Plus, he made you think. So um, I will never forget. Plus, he had the best accent in the world. Um, He was Mm -hmm. fantastic. But he, but like, I mean, he, um, gosh, I I couldn't even name all the people that he had interactions with. And he would just tell like little stories about, you know, the the type of person that they were. And every person he told a story about, uh, I don't want to say they had like an impact on his life, but they like the the main message that he always gave to us was like kindness and understanding. And, um, you know, even though it was a a clearly a different class and the the message of his stories were, um, he always kind of brought it back to that. So like you just left that class always feeling good. It's awesome. Honestly, that sounds like a really interesting class. Yeah, it was, it was obviously because like, yeah, the nitty gritty. See, those are my favorite kinds of classes though. The ones that make you think outside of yourself. Like those, those are honestly my favorite classes. I loved all of my philosophy, my ethic, my ethical courses, things like that. It just makes you think outside of your worldview. Yeah. And those are just, to me, those are like, that's what college was for me. It's like, I want to think outside of my own worldview. For me, it's really funny because Travis mentioned two courses in his major that were his like favorite and least favorite. That was the same with me. My favorite was 20th century world history, which was when I realized I wanted to be a history major because like Andy, my instructor was this brilliant guy who got his PhD from Harvard, but was super humble. He's not like the kind, I mean, when I think of someone who has an Ivy League degree, I think of someone who like really likes to flaunt that. We didn't even know that until like later on, like years later, he was like, oh yeah, by the way, I got my, you know, PhD. And I'm like, wow, that's really amazing. Um, But then my least favorite was also within that realm was international relations. I just, I did not like it. It was very um, political. And I just, there was, there was less history and more, it was more politicized. And I just, I could not, I didn't like it. I was not a politics major or political science major. So those, those two are my least favorite. If I can add another favorite, which is totally out of the realm, it was definitely astronomy. I took that as a freshman and it was one of my favorite classes of all time. I still remember that class to this day. It was the coolest thing ever. I would highly recommend it if anyone is able to take that. Okay, last question. If you could visit, this is gonna be a thinker. I want y'all to think, David Jackson, I'm talking to you. If you could visit, any mythical or fantasy realm and live there for a year, where would you go? And maybe where would you live within that realm? Bonus question. 
Are we started? Kate, if you want to start, if you've got it, go for it, girl. Please, Hogwarts, come on. I feel so I was going to say that. <laughs> like, why would I not want to live there? And this at Hogwarts, too. So. It's at Hogwarts. Okay, Hogwarts. Very, very cool. I love it. Bruce Rayner, do you have one? No. I do not yet. Okay. Andy? Do you say that Travis went away? Did you see that? Travis, like, literally went away. His is probably going to be something like, I don't, I don't know, Marvel related, even this Earth, but yeah. <laughs> like the tree know, house, in, the tree in the Berenstein Bears land. <laughs> if it was just visit, I think my answer would be different. But if I have to spend a year of my life, you somewhere, have to spend a year there. Yeah, because like Westeros or like Middle Earth or like some of these other like crazy mythical places would be super cool to visit. But I'm not sure I want to end up in Westeros for a year. That just you want to go to Middle Earth for a year. I don't know why I'd want, I, I don't think I'd want to live there. That'd be crazy. I'd, I'd probably die. That's, that's not, <laughs> whereas at least if like, you know, like Hogwarts, you know, not, not, not a lot of people die. It's, it's very, you know, fantastical and whatnot. I think that would be a safer bet. But yeah. if I just could visit, I would say Westeros, but a year, I'm going to go with uh, the old HP, little Harry Potter. All right. So you and Kate are going to like be hanging out at Hogwarts. Yep. All right. I like it. D-Jack, you, you look confident that you have an answer. Um, I, honestly, this is this is might be the first time that I, I've been stumped. Like, because, um, okay. I mean, for those who want to go to Hogwarts, if you guys remember, it got dark fast <laughs> in Harvard. And I, I feel like I wouldn't want to live in a place where, you know, I can be deleted off the earth with, uh, with the sound of a word and a swing of a wand. <laughs> Um, or like people turning me into like a frog or something with just like a simple little, you know, switch. I feel like you would always have to be on your toes. Um, I'm a Marvel and DC guy, but I feel like living in that universe would be like horrible because like there's a, Damn. there's a catastrophe every single year. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's always, you're, you know, it's always something. Um, so I, I was like, I don't, I don't know what mythological time or whatever i should i feel like we've been be living in. in a mythological land though like in covid land and we're nine months <laughs> into covid world true so, i think I, you yeah. could do anything for a year i think a year maybe sounds long but you could do it yeah but a lot can go bad you know yeah, it's in true. a hogwarts it's like, year what if you're at the deathly hollows part one where there's no you know happy ending yeah well, i think season season five was not as crazy. Season five, Hogwarts. Like all five Hogwarts go bad. So I feel bad that I can't contribute anything to this conversation, and I feel like I'm going to get hate mail. But I've never <laughs> read or seen any of the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> like my my Harry Potter knowledge is all from The Office. Nice. <laughs> That's where my Harry Potter knowledge comes in comes into play. I've never seen any of them. So I fully expect hate mail. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I think I got one. Um, I'm not going to go with a movie, but I, I want to be a Simpsons universe. Simpsons. That's cool. There we go. I like it. So you could do that. You'll be full like cartoon too. Pull out, pull out cartoon. Simpsons universe is chill. Hilarious stuff happens. I don't have to worry about somebody trying to take over the world or, you know, turn me into a frog or whatever the case they do in, in Harry Potter. So I'm going to go Simpsons universe. Okay. I like it. I like it. Bruce, do you have one? Not yet. 
Travis, do you have one? Um, probably, I don't know, maybe like, I'm thinking like something Marvel, like maybe Asgard or something. I don't know what that is. Asgard got blown up, man. <laughs> well, I'm pretty, pretty getting destroyed, of course. What What's Asgard? I don't know what that is. Watch, watch Thor. Yeah, Thor, watch Thor. Thor is from. Oh, okay. The I, Star Wars universe would be cool too. I could do that one. Bye. I just That's want someone to guess cool. mine. Can someone please guess mine? I feel like it would be very obvious, but maybe not. I was thinking like something, I don't know. Like I was trying to think of something very happy and magical. I, do, you, do you know what mine is actually? Mine is, mine is Narnia after the White Witch is killed. <laughs> I, I want to live in Narnia. <laughs> what? Carabithia, they die. You want me to die? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I've never seen it. I've legit never seen oh, it. Oh, Brisha Carabithia, she dies. I was going to say Narnia just because that's I the only think. thing I could think of. <laughs> I want to live in Narnia after the White Witch is killed. I want to live there then. It seems like a magical place where I would just love to float around. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Do you have one? <laughs> Bruce, do you want to come to Narnia with me? Is that your answer? Sure. <laughs> Opposite sure. sides of the forest. Is it, if Melissa's there, I'm there. <laughs> nice. We'll let the Simpsons come in too every once in a while. I like it. Oh, no, I'm going to stay on my own. I'm good. Um, <laughs> Even that door of hospitality is open. He kicks it shut. He's like, no, yeah, he's like, I don't want that. Shut it down. We shut, we shut it down here. Oh, That's all my questions, friends. Wait, did Travis go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Really? I forgot. You brought up again? Is that why you said that? No, I honestly uh, forgot. Yeah, no, you did. It was a dig. That's fine. I did it. Listen, I honestly Hey, thank forgot. you for my final appearance on part of the pandemic. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, let's make it really hard for Andy to have to edit all this out. So I keep throwing things. Please up. don't. Please don't. I already, I already, I already made it difficult for myself. You don't need to make it. Much <laughs> <laughs> <bunch> of jerks. <laughs> That's what you sound like, anyways. That's not any different. Asgardian. <laughs> It's like I'm never ever saying yes to anything you ask me to do ever again. Can we shift over to let Kate give her final words? It'd be amazing. Kate, final words. Final words. I have to say Penn State Shenango, um, just because I know times you think it's a branch campus that maybe you think it's not Penn State. I my education that I received at Penn State Shenango has gotten me through many things. And I am very proud to say that I am a Penn State Shenango grad. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. Um, I never know what to expect from these final words, and I'm always impressed. So very impressive, Kate. Uh, Kate, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, I, I, I really appreciate your insight. And, uh, you know, I think that I would be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, we definitely miss... Uh, your positivity and your upbeat attitude and your, your willingness to, to, you know, take on difficult tasks and, and just be, you know, kind of the joy in the room. 
I think that's something that's really missing in this world right now. And I think that's something that you brought to our campus every single day. And I I can't say enough nice things about you, Kate. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to say that before we moved on. And uh, just again, thank you for joining us. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Not that you need it, because you're going to kill it um, when you're done with this program. So he's going to burst out into a chorus of you are my sunshine. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. It was leaning itself to that. Yeah. I needed I needed the positivity today. No, that's I what really we, that's what we do guys. here. See, honestly, Kay, you're always so positive to others that sometimes you just need people throwing positive words at you. Absolutely. Thank yes. you, guys. No, this definitely made my day. Thank you. Good. You know, with all these clowns again. <laughs> Miss it so much. More than you guys yes. know. Yes. <laughs> Uh, one more congratulations to our 2020 fall grads as they uh, unfortunately do not walk on Saturday the 19th, but, uh, you know, we should celebrate them nonetheless and congratulate them on their major accomplishments. So once again, congratulations to our fall 2020 grads. Mm-hmm. And um, that wraps it up for us here. Uh, another round of PTP done and over with. We hope you join us next week for our final episode of the year, a special holiday episode. And as always, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kind. Dum, 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 dum. Let's figure out how to end recording dum, again. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs>